Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. And welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's great to have you with us today. <laughs> we are excited about this. This is, uh, we just got finished doing Spiritual Warfare Part 1. And we are going to step into Spiritual Warfare Part 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Uh, I don't know. We're going to look at trying to finish it up in two. But I, I think there could be a possible Part 3 as you all know, when we do these podcasts, we don't try to go super, super deep because I know many people listen to these in their car on the way home or they listen to them at the gym or we, we want that we want these to be we want these to be um, topics in the way they're explained to you that come to you very easily and gives you the broad view of what's going on in each topic that we discuss. This aspect of spiritual warfare is just so important for all of us to have to have a grasp on. Um, obviously, those that we are speaking to, for the most part, would be people who believe in Christ as their Savior, um, who then should be well aware of the fact that they are in a battle. If they're not, you need to listen to part one for yes. sure anyway before you come to two. And it's going to talk to you about the fact that we are in a spiritual battle. Before we get into our main yes. verses today, which are going to be Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 14 and look a little bit through verse 18. I wanted to re I wanted to to kind of revisit this fact that we we are in a great spiritual battle. Yes. Um, and that it's a battle that and I, I use the word true Christian believers need to understand to be real and true. Um, the devil and his cohorts, the demons that follow him. They're not a fable. Yes. They're not a myth. They are real. They work daily to ruin the effectiveness of every believer in their testimony to the world. Wow. Listen, as a born-again believer, he cannot steal my salvation. That's right. Theologically, I understand my salvation is set. But what he can do, um, he's not completely harmless. Mm. He has lost the victory through Christ. Yes. Jesus on the cross won the victory over the devil, but he's not completely harmless. He still can play roles in our lives to render us ineffective. And again, I repeat, ruin our testimony to the world because he will come into our lives in certain ways. It will then cause us to react the wrong way or act the wrong way. And then we become kind of a stumbling block to unbelievers. Then they'll look at our lives and go, man, why is that guy acting like that or saying that or talking like that? Well, that can come from our inability to deal with the warfare that's going on. Um, and we as believers in Christ are his main target. You know, those before I came to Christ, it's almost, if you think about it, why is he going to mess with me? Um, I'm on my way to hell anyway. Uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> Let's be real here. I mean, we got to be real. Yes. Uh, you know, I was unsaved. I was lost. I'm born into sin. I'm separated from God by my sins. It's only through Christ that I'm made right with God the Father right. and that I'm given eternal life in Jesus Christ. So before Christ, he's probably leaving, you know, I guess you could look at it like, why should he mess with me that much? But when I got, when I became a believer... 
man, I, I, I got on his hit list because he wants to render my testimony ineffective. Yes. He wants my life in Christ to be ineffective. He doesn't want me to be a great soul winner. He doesn't want me to have the joy that I should have in life. That makes me want to go out and tell other people about Jesus. So we need to realize that we have, uh, through the Lord and through the power of the Lord, as we talked about in part one, through the strength of his might, we have victory. We can walk in victory over every assault and every scheme of the devil, but we must arm ourselves with the proper armor that's described in verses 14 through 18. And yes. we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I say again, he works daily on believers. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed each day, he is working on you we need to have our weaponry on us throughout the day uh, we must understand that his schemes his tactics um, are real and like i said in part one he knows exactly how to affect each person he knows how to affect you with situations he knows how to use people yes. to to affect your life and somebody yes. could say i know now I, I know what he's talking about in that one because he uses other people to come into our lives and bring anxiety and problems. <laughs> aggravation. And there's a good word, <laughs> aggravation and frustration. And it is true. Um, let me ask you this. I, I know that as, as a believer in Christ, I have known people, I can think of people who were, I guess you could say, once full of promising potential, um, who gave the devil some toehold in their lives mm. and he used it to destroy their lives yes um their families their future not 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 their not their eternal salvation but their their walk with christ their effectiveness in christ i mean people have literally ruined their lives as believers because they did not stand and fight properly yeah. and and the 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 very interesting thing about this is even as my wife and I are doing these it's re it's re, it's reigniting again the truth that we are in a battle yes. and we will forget about it and we will go on our day and go eh, I'm, I'm mad about this <laughs> and it's just like come on man we're in a warfare and he's using I that know. person to to yes, cause you to do that or joy. act that way or steal your joy Come on, somebody, it's real. Um, so, you know, we don't want, our desire here today is not just to do a podcast and leave. We want to help you to live victoriously in Christ. We want to help you to be strong in the Lord. We want to help you walk in the strength of his might. We learn that through the word of God, and we want to help you fight this struggle that you are in. Fight these forces of darkness yes. fight these spiritual forces of wickedness yes. in the heavenly places yes. as it says in verse 12 and getting ready to read verse 14 verse 13 says therefore take up the full armor of god that you may be able to resist in the evil day which is right now yes. and having done everything to stand firm so now we're going to be stepping into verse 14 and you're going to get a command at the very beginning. I'll turn it over to Janet to read these verses. But at the very beginning, you're going to get a command. In the Greek, this is a command. Stand firm, therefore. Yes. So we are now being told again, stand. It's used three, in three different verses in this section. Stand, stand, stand. We're supposed to stand firm. Stand firm. 
We are, we do not give in. There's no reason, honestly, for us as believers to give up any ground. That's right. Because in Christ, we have the power and the ability to be, to be incredibly victorious and effective in our walk in the Lord. Amen. So I'm going to turn this over to Jana as, um, as, uh, she reads this today and understand someone might be asking, you know, I thought that we became a Christian. Christ set us free from the kingdom of, of the devil. Well, he, he can no longer, um, when you become a Christian, the battle begins again, understand. Yes. He's not completely harmless. That's right. And he has ways to affect our lives and to try to trip us up. So let's go into verses 14 through 17 or 18. And let's just discuss those a little bit. Because you know what we're going to do now? We're going to get you ready to put the armor on. That's and right. Paul puts this in here for a reason. And each one of these pieces of armor have a spiritual significance to them. Amen. So let's, let's get into that right now. You know, something I wanted to share with you, there is a commentary by Matthew um, Henry, and I wanted to just read a couple things right before we dive into verse 14. Um, he says, spiritual strength and courage are needed for our spiritual warfare. He also said the Christian armor is made to be worn. Like again, it says that we are to put it on in verse 11 that it's to be worn it's not supposed to just be sitting there we are to put it on what, what's great about this is that he's portraying this picture this is the way these are the kind of the pieces of armor that a roman soldier would yes. put on except he's bringing them over into their spiritual significance in the life of us as christian soldiers that's right he also said this the devil's assault um in the things that he comes against us. It says um, he comes and he attacks to the very core of our soul. Mm. And he really does. Those things that stir our emotions up. Yep. And he labors to deface the heavenly image in our hearts. He says we must resolve by God's grace not to yield to Satan, but resist him and he will flee. And that is a promise in the word of God, that if we resist the enemy, he will flee. If we give way, Satan will get ground. If we distrust either our cause or our leader, Jesus Christ, or our armor, we give the devil an advantage. Mm. And it says the different parts of the armor of heavy armed soldiers who had to sustain the fiercest assaults of the enemy are here described. There is none for the back, nothing to defend those who turn back in the Christian warfare. Ooh, that's powerful. And so I wanted to read that because it is powerful. As we're about to read about every piece, you're going to recognize that, that there is nothing to protect the back. Because as Christians, we don't retreat. We move forward. We resist the enemy. And how we resist him is we keep on moving forward. We keep on doing the things that we're called to do. I have an example of this. Many years ago, my husband and I traveled extensively uh, doing evangelistic crusades. And I remember that there always seemed to be a fight before these evangelistic crusades because let's be honest the enemy doesn't want people hearing the gospel message and coming to christ 
and there would be things like I remember one time we were in this uh, country town there was one main highway one road to the church and wouldn't you know it an 18-wheeler um, got in an accident and closed off the one road to that tr tr church so we just had the, the people that were already there and you know what we could have said we're not doing this look at these crowds but we pressed forward we took authority in Jesus name over these things that would try to stop the forward movement of God and we went and we evangelized and people came to Christ and so as Brad said in the beginning it is when you start seeing things start happening in the physical and it's it's coming and it's coming again and again and again you need to be alert because that is probably you're under spiritual warfare right there and you need to stop and you need to take authority and you need to do what we're about to teach you to do in the Word of God so verse 14 says stand therefore mm. so he's saying stand that means take a position right there it says means to stand for the next battle is what my commentary in the Bible says. Stand. So we are to stand. We're not to sit. We're to have a position that we are in a stance. We are standing and we're going to stand firm. In every athletic thing I've ever done, I don't care what sport it was, including any type of fighting art, yes. you are always taught to take a fighting stance. That's you get right. a good solid base. You stand. Stand and get ready for the fight. Same thing. We're supposed to stand, therefore, strong in the Lord and be ready for the fight. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> having girded our waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth. This is, it's again, it's, it's, it's a depiction of a Roman soldier's leather belt that he would use to support and protect his lower abdomen the belt would what he would do is he would gather his tunic up and put that up inside that belt that would equip him to be able to run to the battle faster not be tripped up yes. and it held his sword so paul showing us this he seems to have in mind the confidence that comes from certainty about the truthfulness of god's word Amen. Because, see, the foundational aspect of all of this is that we we fasten to ourselves the Word of God yes. and the truth that it upholds. And we have a certainty in the Word yes. of God. So we are established not in our warfare and, and even in our spiritual lives as believers. We stand on God's Word because it is certain and it is true. And it is the foundational aspect of all this armor. Yes. It ties everything together holds it all together, it is the belt of truth, the truth of God's word. Then he talks about the breastplate of righteousness. Well, we are protected. He's, Paul's talking about the yes. fact that we, we as believers, we are protected by the righteousness of Christ that's been, let me give you a, a theological word here, that's been imputed to us. Mm -hmm. So we put on the breastplate of Christ's righteousness. Yes. In other words, when we came to Jesus, when he died on the cross for us, he took our place when we confess him and believe in our heart on him as Lord and Savior. He now takes his righteousness and puts it into our account. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. He now establishes his righteousness in us. That becomes a breastplate to us. 
It allows us to stand up yes. to the accusations of the devil who's called a slander as he tries to go before the Father and slander our name. Yes. It doesn't do any good because the Father sees us standing in righteousness. Yes. Oh man, the righteousness of Christ. So Paul sees believers taking on the righteous character of Christ as well, growing in conformity mm -hmm. to his image. And that gives us confidence in resisting temptation. So we stand in righteousness. And if you're out there and you're a believer and you know that you're born again, yes. man, start walking in yes. the confidence of the righteousness of Christ that you're living in, that you're protected by, that you're that's on it's your your breastplate. You don't need to walk unconfident. You should walk in the confidence. That allows you to resist temptations to a greater degree. This piece of armor is what God uh, was prophesied to wear in judging and defeating the enemy in the latter day battle. Mm. So you're going to see it on Christ in the end times in the book of Revelation. Believers are to identify with this piece yes. of armor of God's righteousness in Christ. So the breastplate of righteousness. And verse 15 says, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is a clear allusion uh, that Paul's giving us to to the to uh to those who take the gospel to others we are supposed to shod our feet with the gospel yes. um uh, put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace we are his messengers now we take that gospel with us to others the image here is of a roman soldier's sturdy sandals i've read stories before where they actually had like uh kind of like i guess you would not like baseball spikes, but they actually had spikes coming out of the bottom of their of their sandals that would hold them. So when they fought, they wouldn't slip. They wouldn't slide backwards. They could yes. hold their ground. So this is a picture of the Roman soldier's sturdy sandals, which gave him the stability and protection yes. while he was in battle. So... Um, so that uh, he would not slip or slide or lose ground. And ironically, the peace that comes from the gospel readies us for war against the evil one. Yes. We are readied with that because we've received the gospel ourselves. We're now ready to stand against this enemy and we are those who carry the gospel to others. So the gospel shoes of peace. That is so powerful. You know, verse 16. Oh, let me say this. I got to say, say it. it. See the gospel, <laughs> why he uses the word peace there is because when you receive the gospel, y'all y'all listen to this. When you this receive the gospel, and by receiving the gospel, now confess Christ as your Savior. The reason there's peace there is because before we were in Christ. Yes. And I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. It says we were enemies of God. Yes. When we were unbelievers, we were enemies of God. There was no peace. There was no peace between us and God the Father. There was no peace between us. But once we come to Christ... Once we become born again, once we are in Jesus, having received yes. and believed upon him as our Savior, we now, oh, this is, this is so powerful to me. We now not only can have the peace we talk about like at Christmas, but we now have peace with God. Between us and God, things are all right now yes. because of what Christ did us at the cross. So the gospel brings peace to us, which gives us the confidence to stand against him, but it also takes the gospel to others who then can receive peace as well.
That is so awesome. Thank the Lord for what he did. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, verse 16. Oh, boy. And I love this yeah. next verse and the next one. Above all. So Paul says right now, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all not some, not one, not two, but you are going to be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Well, he says, and look at what he says in my version, says, in all circumstances, take up. This is the first piece of armor that we actually have to grab and put on. Belt of truth, once you come to Christ, the belt of truth is on you. You're set in the breastplate of righteous because you're in his righteousness. Yes. And the gospel has already brought you peace. Yes. Now, because you're a believer, let's say you went to bed and you're getting up in the morning for your day. Well, you get up as a believer in righteousness in Christ before the Father with the gospel of peace in your life and with the truth of God's word wrapped around you. So those are already there. Yes. But now before you go out in your day, you got to pick up the shield of faith. Because that shield of faith is going to fight off every fiery dart. And babe, what's a fiery dart? You know, fiery darts, like we said before, can be something that somebody says to you. That you're just like, what? Um, something that has been done to you. A fiery dart also could be these thoughts that come into your mind. These lies of the enemy. Because again, we learn that he is the father of lies and there is no truth in him. You could sit there. He could be saying to you, you're going to fail. You're never going to amount to anything. Um, you're, you're always going to be sick. You're always going to be broke. You're always going to be whatever it is. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. So these are all fiery darts that come our way. And the thing about the soldier's shield of faith is, honey, wasn't it big? The Roman shield that a soldier would use was large enough to cover his whole body. Yes. So when he talks about the shield of faith, in other words, the Lord is the shield of his people. And that shield, as we see as for a Roman soldier, covers his entire body. There is nothing right. that is can be seen. It covers everything. Yes. Nothing's out in the open. To a Roman soldier in the, in, in the real world, it was made of wood. It was covered with animal hide. It was bound with iron at the top and at the bottom. Mm. And then it was, when dipped in water before a battle, it could then um, distinguish arrows that had been dipped in pitch and set ablaze. So they would shoot arrows at these soldiers with pitch on them, and they would light them on fires. But oh, wow. when these arrows came to these, uh, these, um, these shields that they held... They were wet. That animal skin was soaked wet. So when those fiery darts would hit, they would it literally they would be distinguished. And again, these guys would get behind that shield, hunker down, and they would completely cover their entire body. So understand this: when you're a believer and you're out in the world, those darts are coming from you to you. At, they're being launched to you from every direction to try to discourage you, to penetrate, try to, to penetrate your, heart. your life, try to get you. Man, try to hurt you, try to get you um, just, I mean, discouraged or some people out there are listening. You deal with fear. Why do you think you're in fear? That's, a, that's, a, that's an attack. That's a dart of the enemy that's been launched at you. And you need to know that your shield of faith, the Lord is your shield. He is your shield. Amen. And that shield of faith and the power that you live in him can 
can literally distinguish every fiery dart that's been shot against you. And I will tell you something, with that shield of faith, like Brad said, it's the offensive weapon that you take up. Um, so many times, you know, it. we uh, forget about doing that. We take things personal. We're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that person did that or said that. And again, we learned in verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, um, and, and we have to know too, it doesn't excuse people um, that they're not at fault or they didn't say something, but we have to understand the power sometimes behind these things. And like Brad said, with that shield of faith, I know whenever things have happened to me, I automatically, in my mind say, I'm erecting that shield of faith. I'm not allowing that dart to even penetrate my heart, my emotions, my mind. And then what I do is I wield that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we're about to learn about that. And then I come back at it with the word of God and I fight that thing and then that way um, I know that I have victory so verse 17 so you pick so oh. you get out of your bed in the morning yes. and you pick up your spiritual shield of faith which is saying which is which you're getting inside of your mind and your understanding that I am going out in the faith in Christ I'm going out into my day today with faith in Christ as my shield I am strong in him, I am secure in him, and I am confident in him, and I am surrounded and covered by his shield of power yes. and by his shield of grace. Yes. So there's not one thing that's going to come against me today that's going to penetrate my heart and be effective in my life. And I will tell you something too. Um, you know, people are so, it seems, tired nowadays. They are overstretched, have so many responsibilities they've committed to. They don't have enough time to even sleep. And so if you are tired, you're emotional, you know, you're already kind of on edge. So anything that um, is going to be said or done, you you might just, you know, just take it to heart. But again, this is going to help you. Like my husband said, when you get out of bed in the morning, knowing that that shield of faith is there um, and, and just resting in that. Um, verse 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. Now, remember, it says, take it, take the helmet of salvation. So when you're putting on the helmet of salvation, understand Paul's recognizing that salvation is a present experience you are you are in salvation now I am I get up in the morning I pick up my I'm already in righteousness I got my gospel shoes on I'm, I'm girded with the belt of truth yes. or the truth of God's word I pick up my shield of faith or my confidence in the Lord guarding me and protecting me I, I put on my helmet of salvation, which is securing in me the understanding that I am a saved man of God, or mm -hmm. you are a saved woman yes. of God, not only in your present experience, but also your future hope. You have a confidence yes. in the faithfulness of your God that you are saved. He's completing that salvation, that mm -hmm. you are a man or woman of God walking through the yes. world with a born again and different than you used to be. And it brings That's a confidence awesome. so when the fiery darts come, you don't have to react like you are some kind of loser or you're not, you don't have the victory. Man, <laughs> yeah, you are a like saved a man or woman of God. Yes. You have that helmet of salvation and the understanding of who you are in Christ. And you know, when Brad said the helmet of salvation, I always think about when you take that helmet of salvation, you're putting on the mind of Christ. The word of God says, let the mind of Christ be in us. Yeah. And that I always try to think of that. And then it says, so it says, take the helmet of salvation and 
the sword of the spirit. So you got to pick up your sword. Which is the word of God. And I want to say, um, Jesus, when it said, you know, the, um, the story in the Bible, the account in the Bible where Jesus fasted and um, the enemy came to him and he tried to tempt him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. But Jesus, who is our example, he combated the enemy with the word of God. Whatever the enemy said to him that was twisted, he brought the word of God. And then he said, get, flee, go. And Satan did. And so if Jesus used the word of God and showed us as an example how to do that, we need to remember we have that sword of the spirit. So again, it's not, I can't believe somebody just said that. It's wait a minute, put that shield of faith up and you bring in the sword of the spirit. Again, like Brad said, with fear. If fear tries to get on you, you put up that shield of faith and then the sword of the spirit, you would speak to that thing and say, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And this is, if you don't know this already, this is the one offensive weapon in your arsenal. Yes. And he is, remember, he's comparing these things to what the Roman soldier carried. This is when Roman soldiers fought, they carried this short sword. It wasn't the big, long, you know, thing we see with King Arthur or whatever, Sir Lancelot. It was a short sword designed for hand-to-hand combat. This sword they carry. So he's relating that you pick up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is your piece of offensive weaponry. The word of God that you will use in hand-to-hand combat with the devil. And God, Jesus used the word of God in his battle, like my seven is in his temptations. Um, So we, and if Jesus needed the word of God in his temptations, how much more do we need the word of God every single day we get up? And one thing I see my wife always blesses me that um, has been a big part of her life, that whenever there was any circumstance or anything that went on in her life that she knew was a fiery dart, she knew was an area that the enemy tried to come at her with, and y'all need to do this, and y'all need to think about doing this, is that she would take index cards and write on those index cards scripture verses. Yes. Because you understand something, there is, I can't even express to you how much power, that, well, the word of God is Jesus. Yes. <laughs> the word that you read, it's Jesus is the word. He's mm-hmm. the eternal word. So when you speak God's word, you're speaking the pow- literal power of God. And so whatever temptation's coming your way, like with Jesus, he tried to tempt him with things. He came back with the word of God. You need to have the word of God in your mouth. And if you don't have it memorized yet, then get it on a post-it note or or an index card. And those areas in your life that you know right now he comes at you with, find scripture verses on them on fear or impatience or laziness or anxiety or whatever it may be. Look at those... um, uh, scripture verses that he uses against you and get them and speak them out and eventually get them Mm, memorized so you use them as a weapon in hand-to-hand combat with satan because if he can get you to not walk with your word if he can get you to put your sword down or never pick it up man i tell people all the time you can't be a believer and not be in the word of god you've got it every person's called to be a person who really gets into God's word. It's not just for the theologian or the pastor or yes. the guy in ministry. It's for every 
born-again believer to love the Word, to be in the Word, to study the Word, and to use the Word in hand-to-hand -hand combat with the devil. Amen. This is so powerful. You know, I thought about something when Brad was talking. Um, we, we adopted a sweet little dog a few years back from a no-kill shelter. And one of the commands that she was trained on um, by her trainer was enough. And it wasn't just the words, but there's a kind of a hand motion to go with it. So they do that. So if the dog gets older and, and uh, loses their hearing, they understand the hand motion. And so um, I thought about that just recently. I had gone through something um, that was a little unbelievable. It's one of those things, and I know y'all know what I'm talking about, that you go, did that just happen? Did that really just happen? Yeah. And what? And um, you, you kind of process it for some for some days. You get kind of angry. You get kind of what? I'm not. No, I'm not going to be treated like that. You get all this stuff. But here's the deal. As we were doing these podcasts, I thought to myself, "Wait a minute. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers." So I took that shield of faith. I spoke the word of God over it. I said to the enemy, that is enough. We're not going to have any more of that. And just walking in that authority. And so that's what we are saying, y'all. When you see attacks coming at you, you know, the enemy knows you. He studies you. He knows those weak areas. Again, he is a defeated foe. Again, we have victory in Jesus Christ. We are not to fear the enemy. We're not to um, give him all this glory. There should be none of that. Mm -hmm. And he has all this power. Some people like to get into all that. But here's the thing. Who you are in Christ, that again, victory has already been given. He triumphed over all of those principalities at the cross amen so know the position where you're coming from and last in verse 18 it says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and i want to say this real quick when it says praying always you know, that is something that we, it seems like we always forget. We want to talk about it. We want to argue about it. We want to call a friend and say, can you believe that just happened? We never stop and think we need to pray. We need to be in prayer. And, and that is one of the main keys right there is we must pray. My husband and I just did it right before this podcast. There were some areas we just felt we need to pray over that affect our lives. And so we did. And when he's talking about prayer here, um, I know we all have different personalities and some are more quiet when they pray and some are probably more vivacious when they pray. But just so you know, this battle theme that's going throughout this uh, verse 10 through verse 18, this battle theme, this this he ends this passage with this urgent call to militant prayer. Yes. That's why he uses the phrase keep alert. It's all this is all a military yes. you're all looking he's looking at this from a military point of view. So we are supposed to keep alert. Urgent militant prayer on behalf of all believers. Yes. So we not only pray for ourselves, but we are militantly praying 
for all other believers as well. Isn't that powerful? So he ends this whole deal. So you really could say that prayer also connected with the word of God is another offensive weapon because prayer does great damage to the kingdom of darkness. Yes. Well, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but... Oh, I, oh. I, you know, I gotta, always got to ask that. I love I it. just saw this verse. You got He says to keep alert with all perseverance. Ooh, that's good. To keep alert like a watchman on the wall. Yeah, always persevering, you know, in prayer for yourselves, in prayer for others. Remember, militant prayer. You're praying, man. Praying, praying, led by the Spirit for you, for your family, for your friends, for other believers around the world. Yes. And we are doing it with all perseverance. We are steadily going forward. We are persevering yes. no matter what battle comes. We are continuing to pray. And you know in Revelations it talks about in that day that he is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. The enemy is. So understand he is a defeated foe. Understand that you have victory in Christ. And let me say this again. <laughs> Paul ends with, in verse 19, he asks them, if, and as you're praying, he's basically saying, yes. also pray for me that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. I, so I'm going to ask you all, if you do us a favor, as you're praying for yourself and praying for other believers, as Paul asked people to pray for him, yes that doors would be open for him to go proclaim the gospel. Pray for my wife and I. We are ministers of the gospel. It's what we do for a living. Pray for, remember us in our prayers to pray for um, doors to open up to us and, con and to continue to stay open to us to go boldly proclaim the gospel to other people That's around right. the world. That's right. Well, I know that you... Um, we're just given some life-giving words. And remember to put on the whole armor of God. Remember that we are to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Remember that we are to stand and we are to take that shield of faith, that sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. We've got to know who we are in Christ. And we have to fight from a stance of victory, not for the victory. Amen. I don't know what else needs to be said. That is powerful. I am fired up. I am. That is so good. <laughs> it is. So, I'm going to listen. I'm going to say this, y'all. I listen to these podcasts. I listen to them every week. So this is something I want to encourage you to do. Don't just listen to this one time. If you need to listen to this 20 times, listen to it. Get it down deep in your spirit. And let me give you one more really honest <laughs> thing here. Isn't this a great podcast to listen to right before the holidays? <laughs> because people go through so oh, much stuff through do. the holidays with just different family situations Fears and such. Yeah, all that. So let this be a blessing to you. Let this be an encouragement to you. Just fight those battles in the Lord in the strength and the power of his might. Well, we are so glad y'all joined us today. We know you're blessed. We're blessed from this. So y'all go out and be the victorious believers that God has called you to be. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.